0: Welcome back to another episode of Pods Unchained, the one and only podcast where we talk about all things God's Unchained, blockchain, NFTs, and of course, God's Unchained. Today we are going to be doing a deep dive on the proposed changes to the core set. We'll be going through each and every change and giving our thoughts, opinions, and uh, with so many changes to go through we are making this a two-part episode. So uh, this episode, the Mudman and I will be breaking down all of the neutral card changes, as well as light, death, and war. And we'll be breaking down deception, magic, and nature in part two, and giving our thoughts on the macro implications of all these changes, what gods and archetypes benefit the most, what are we most excited for, least excited for, etc. So uh, keep an ear out for that. Um, we should take care to mention, big, big shouts to at MeltySquid on Hive for organizing this list of changes so neat and nicely. Uh, their Hive post, which you can find a link to in the description of this episode, categorizes all of the changes by domain. And within each domain, they're further separated into buckets of creatures, spells, and relics. Uh, so, we'll be going through these changes using that format there and definitely check out that post. Um, without further ado, my co host, the Mudman, are you ready to get started? How are you feeling
1: tonight? Oh, yeah, I can't wait. This should be a very exciting episode. Yeah. Uh, tons of changes. Can't wait to jump into them.
0: Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. I know a couple of people have reached out to us uh, asking if we would be discussing this slash when. Um, so excited that time is here. Uh, Without further ado, we will get started with the changes to the neutral class cards. Um, Now, within these changes to the neutral class cards, we should mention, uh, we have some buffs, some nerfs, some redesigns, but we also have a big chunk of neutral cards that are now going to be domain-specific going forward. So as we go through each god, we'll start off by listing the neutral cards that now belong to that specific domain, so don't worry about those just yet. For now we're going to start off with the neutral creatures that are staying neutral and just seeing the standard text stat and effect changes so um first up we have amazon spear soul which is a uh, two mana four two amazon that is seeing its strength changed from four to three and now it has roar gain plus one health if you control another amazon so a base two mana three two with roar gain plus one health if you control another amazon how do you feel about this one
1: uh i think it's way better than it is right now i imagine amazon decks are probably going to curve out from like one mana to five mana so it should be pretty reasonable to have an amazon on the board on turn two and uh two mana three threes are pretty good absolutely yeah there are quite a few quality
0: one mana amazons um some which see some changes in these proposed changes there um but the ones that already exist uh you know nimble pixie was in every amazon deck uh you know when those were popular back in the day um so even just dropping a nimble pixie in this alongside it on turn two with a bag you know that's a 5-5 worth of stats on turn two that's pretty solid uh nature has shown us that two mana three threes tend to be good so um yeah this is a definitely a new useful tool for Amazons, uh, whereas like before, at, yeah, a 4 2, it's pretty unplayable. Um, next up, we have another two man in neutral card. This one's a legendary. It's Balthazar Blood Magus. I know people have been clamoring, clamoring for a change to this fella uh, since we started, pretty much, yeah.
1: And will the change be good enough to see play? We'll see.
0: Let's find out. Um, whereas before it didn't have a tribe, it is now a mystic creature, and its stats have changed from 3 2 to 1 3. And before, at the start of your turn, it would deal 1 damage to your god and reduce the cost of your god power by 1 until the end of turn. Now, it's just at the start of your turn, reduce the cost of your god power by 1 until the end of turn. So, no ping damage to your own face, changed its stats from a 3-2 to a 1-3. What do you think? Is it good enough to see play now?
1: Uh, nope. (laughs) I think it definitely changed. It did. Um, I, I don't even know if it's better or worse. I think it's equally as irrelevant.
0: Yeah, that's about uh, where I would put it. Still, for sure. Um, I mean, you can you can argue a one three is easier to stick than a three two because it does have one more health, but um, it's not doing anything for you offensively. And I don't know if there's a single god power that's like good enough where you know I'd figure you get max one reduced god power off of this card on the average, if that. And um, you know, I, I just don't see any god power where, like, the tempo gained from it being one mana cheaper is worth the tempo sacrificed by playing a two mana 1-3. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it, it just it, it doesn't seem worthwhile. It's not a good enough payoff.
0: Yeah, maybe if uh, we see some buffed god powers in the future. Maybe, but Yeah, maybe if nah. there's, like, <laughs> a new really
1: good one mana god power, maybe making it zero is a big deal. But even so, I... I don't imagine making your god power one cheaper for one turn is ever going to be worth a slot in your deck.
0: Yeah, if it, if it just had, a, like you know, as like a passive text, just y- your god power costs one less while this is on the board, so it would you would see the reduction the turn you play it. I think it may be playable at a 2-mana uh, 1-3 stat line in that case, but as it stands right now, having to wait for it to come back to your turn to see the benefit yeah i just don't see it seeing play uh moving on to the next card up here is bronze servant a three mana two four anubian with roar removed two durability from your opponent's relic it's seeing its stats changed from two four to three three so a more f- formidable offensive threat um I, I i tend to like the three three distribution more than the two four distribution at three mana uh what do you think
1: uh, I, I think this is mostly the same as it was before. You know, it packs a little bit more of a punch now. It gets beaten by like blight bombs, but uh, I, I think like Bronze Urban's main kick was the relic destruction, and that's staying, you know, staying true. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Not a huge change. Um, decks that ran it before will probably continue to run it marginally worse in light, mm-hmm. but alas, better um,
1: against light can't be levied.
0: Good call. Finally, a nerf to light. Um, No, (laughs) next up we have uh, Spartan here. No longer going by Spartan. (laughs) Now uh, going by Tartessian Talionis,
1: uh, which is, you know,
0: a far cry from Spartan.
1: Yeah, Spartan (laughs) is so easy to wrap your head around. I was excited to hear you pronounce Talionis because I have no idea if that's, like, even close to right.
0: Yeah, let us know in the comments section if we're way off there, but... um. Spartan is going from a 3-mana 2-3 Olympian with Roar, get plus one strength for every two Olympians in your void, to a, uh, 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 where am I looking at? Oh, 2-4, mm-hmm. and um, with the same effect. Yep. It, it, lists, it says change text from Roar to Roar, but it lists the same Roar effect both times. Um, <laughs> that said, uh, the one extra health in this scenario I think helps a lot, um, if you have 2 Olympians in your Void, you're playing a 3-mana three 3-4, three, which is, you know, base stats. If you have 4 or more Olympians in your Void, you're getting plus value out of your 3-mana card. Um, Olympians uh, have quite a few cheap mechanics to put many Olympians in your Void early, so uh, you could very well end up playing a 4-4 four, four on turn 3. Um, I mean, obviously better. Plus 1 health from 3-4 to four is massive for a 3-mana creature, uh, is it good enough to see play or, you know, is it a good enough payoff card to justify running an Olympian tribal deck that we haven't seen yet?
1: Like maybe. Like health is obviously like the most important stat for a creature deck, but like light has so many great three and four mana cards. Like, are you really going to take one of them out to put Spartan or not Spartan, um, Talionis <laughs> in?
0: Yeah, that's, that's the question for sure. Um, I mean, I, I could potentially see it there. Uh, light just has a lot of great Olympians that, you know, it would probably choose to run naturally. Um, you know, maybe we see more uh, golden harps and uh, Odysseus. You know, make its way into some light lists and just tack on a Spartan or two for an extra offensive threat. Yeah, more
1: things are getting the Olympian tag with this uh, proposed change.
0: Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it very well could uh, be enough to push it over that threshold of you know unplayable to playable. So, really excited to see that. Love tribal decks. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm all for buying into a neutral uh, tribal payoff card there. Uh, next up, we have the Nimian Lion, <clears throat> a neutral legendary. Uh, it's a 3-mana 2-2 two, two with uh, gain plus 1, plus 1 when a creature with roar enters the board. And frontline. And frontline, absolutely. Very important. Um, it is now getting the wild tag. Uh, should help it in nature, Maybe. Um, it's seeing its health changed from two to three which is pretty huge and no longer has frontline this card got so much better i'm pretty sure uh just you know looking at it at face value uh, the three mana two three versus the two two now you just need to play one roar creature alongside it and you're back at that three mana three four base stats with upside and um, not having frontline anymore means you can hide it behind a frontline creature.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to say, removing frontline definitely buffs it, because you want it to have a turn or two to snowball, and the front, having frontline makes it so it's it's too vulnerable. Like uh, I don't know if it's going to be good enough to see a lot of play, but like in a nature deck, it's probably strongest with uh, something like Bladefly, right? And uh, Bladefly, you definitely want to run Wildfire, so it's got a lot of wild synergy stuff going around with its new tag um i think it's way cooler I'm, I'm stoked on it not having front line so it has way more potential i'm just not sure if it's gonna be enough to see play definitely worth experimentation though
0: absolutely yeah that uh that bladefly interaction is quite interesting because it counts each individual bladefly as a roar creature so yeah. um, plus three plus three yeah not bad um moving on to pyric adolescent that is a four mana four four dragon uh, with, you know, when it deals damage, give that creature burn plus one. It's seeing its strength change from four to five. So uh, now it's a 5-4 there. Nine stats for four mana. Just uh, switched around the wrong way, if you ask me personally. Uh, I don't think this sees play unless we see
1: dragon tribal
0: stuff become a thing. Uh,
1: yeah, I, th- I think this is a buff, for sure. And that's about it. Yep.
0: <laughs> Easy clap. Moving on to Spart Basilisk. Uh, one of one of people's favorite, you know, neutral relic removal options uh, is no longer. It gains the wild tag, and it's seen its text change from "Roar, remove sleep from target friendly creature, remove two durability from your opponent's relic" to "Roar, remove sleep from each friendly creature." So. It, I think a lot of its value before came from its flexibility in that it could provide you relief against a relic and you could, you know, remove the sleep if that was the kind of uh, archetype you were running up against. Now it is solely a sleep hate option. Obviously, much better in that sense than it was before. You can wake up your whole board versus one single creature. Uh, that said, getting rid of the relic removal seems like a pretty heavy hit for this creature in my opinion what do you think
1: yeah it, it, this one definitely is uh, like a bummer because it, it used to be the perfect like one-stop-shop tech card like if you were a control deck it had decent stats if you know destroyed relics and got rid of sleep i, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like lots more neutral cards getting this remove sleep from all friendly creatures thing because it, it seems like sleep has been a recurring issue in uh like you know the meta for the past forever so, like, like, this is cool because you can have this and, um, like, Ironclad Minotaur and just sort of, like, have anti-sleep stuff all throughout the curve. But I feel like since it's, not like, less versatile, it's going to see less play than it does now.
0: Yeah, those good opinion. points, for sure. Yeah, where you were playing it before for the sleep removal, it'll definitely see play and be better. Um, but, yeah, as far as overall flexibility and, therefore, probably overall win rate or uh, played rate, yeah. Probably gonna see a reduction there. Uh next up we have the thebian Brawler, which was a four mana two six with front line. It is now a four mana three five with frontline. Uh your thoughts?
1: Uh I think this is another one of those minimal changes. It's nice that now um like black jaguars don't like trade into a value trade style, now they kill themselves off. But yeah. like, you know, pretty similar card, decent static creature with frontline. Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't think it'll see play. Not as long as a uh, Guild Enforcer exists. Paying oh, yeah, one, yeah. one extra mana for one armor. Yeah, no brainer. Um, next up we have Tomb Priest, which is a much more niche card than uh, the more vanilla ubiquitous ones we were mentioning before. Uh, Tomb Priest is currently a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four Anubian. With Afterlife, pull a random Anubian of 3 mana or less from your Void into your hand. Uh, now it has seen its stats reduced from at 4-4 to 3-3, and it now pulls the strongest Anubian from your Void to your hand. So no longer random three mana or less Anubian, just the strongest Anubian in exchange for minus one, minus one on the stat line. Um, this is interesting to me because <laughs> this seems like a, a pretty big change from the Void interact interaction perspective. Um, and you know, a nerf to the stat line as well. And so I was trying to think, okay, what is this new change from three man or less Anubian to strongest Anubian? Like what does that enable Anubian afterlife decks to do? Um, I guess you get better value out of it towards the end game. So, you know, I feel like the stat change is a little less relevant. It'll probably just be run for its afterlife effect much less the stats Um, but also like we haven't seen this card play an essential part of any sort of Anubian afterlife
1: and it gets buffed every time core cards get buffed they've been trying to make Tomb Priest a thing forever
0: yeah it's really interesting Um, I guess the journey continues Uh, the decks that this sees play in are (laughs) not my style of deck
1: yeah Um, this would be like an Anubian specific casino death yeah. And, uh, like, they might be pushing casino death archetypes with some of these changes, we'll see. Yeah, but, but uh,
0: this doesn't facilitate, like, cheating out in a Nubian. No, nope, just getting it again. Yeah. Um, more uh, death rinse and repeat mechanics. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, the next two are, uh, they kind of go hand in hand, I think. Um, Feral Shapeshifter, formerly a 5-mana 3-4, with uh, Roar, deal 2 damage to an enemy creature, and hidden for one turn. Has seen its attack raised from 3 to 4, and now it only deals 1 damage to an enemy creature. So we have a 5 mana 4 4 with hidden deals 1 to an enemy creature. Uh, also, next up we have Ogre Archer, a 5 mana 3 3 that dealt 3 damage to an enemy creature. It now only deals 2 damage to the enemy creature, but it's seen its health change from 3 to 4, and it's gotten the Guild Faction. So, uh, You know, it's Ogre Archer adopting Feral Shapeshifter's old stat line and roar effect uh, with the guild tag as well. Uh, And then Feral Shapeshifter seeing its roar damage reduced, but its attack buffed. Um, Do any of these see play now? um, Any more or less than they did previously, in your opinion?
1: Uh, Not really. I, I imagine Ogre Archer sees less play than it used to. Yeah, mainly because that point you made, it's just a worse version of old Feral Shapeshifter, and yeah. you know Feral Shapeshifter wasn't breaking the meta. No. <laughs> um, and then like from Feral Shapeshifter's perspective, I've only ever run that card if I had like a a five mana buff spell that I really wanted to land. Yeah. So the the hidden thing is still there. So he didn't really change, in my opinion. I think it also got worse, dealing two damage is twice as much as dealing one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think both of these got uh, marginally worse there. Um, I don't think they were run for their stat lines. They were run for their secondary effects, and um, those both got marginally worse. So uh, don't think we'll see any uh, increase in usage rate or win rate for either of those two creatures. Uh, next up, we have another neutral legendary in Zaxium, the Cryptic Panther. Uh, this gained the wild tag before it had nothing. Its stat line has changed from 4-4 to 5-4, and its old roar effect was if any creatures in your hand have deadly, flank, frontline, hidden, protected, twin strike, or ward, this creature gains those abilities. So basically just picked up any keyword from any card you had in your hand. Now it has you know the same roar effect in that it gains abilities from cards held in your hand, but no longer is it that laundry list of abilities. It's just deadly, hidden, or ward. So, um, best case scenario, if you hit all three of those, you have a five mana, five, four with deadly, hidden, and ward. Uh, I'm not sure that's good enough to justify playing this at all. Like, before this didn't see play, no matter how badly I wanted it to. I think it's a really cool card. Yeah, and it it gets worse. For sure. Like, I mean, best case scenario, best. Feasible scenario that you saw back in the day when Zaxium did see any play was you would try to stick it with protected, deadly, and frontline, uh, mostly facilitated by cursed Capara.
1: Um, oh, know. you were thinking in war. I was thinking in light. The uh, oh yeah, the the first weekend rank I have rank I ever won. I had Zaxium light.
0: Yeah, for frontline, protected, and uh, ward. Yep, probably yeah. So. Yeah, um, I think the point we're trying to get at here is uh, protected was a hugely important part of, uh, you know, picking up those secondhand abilities there. And frontline was probably equally important, ensuring oh, yeah. that they had to deal with, you know, the deadly or the protected that you managed to stick on it. Um, so, I mean, losing protected and frontline uh, in exchange for the one attack stat buff um this got a lot worse, in my opinion, I'm sad to say.
1: Oh, yeah, way worse. And I, I imagine if you heard, like, Zaxiom's getting changed, you probably had, like, high hopes, like, it's gonna get, like, armor if you have armor, or, like, you know, <laughs> Frenzy, the new keywords. No, 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 it's losing keywords. Yeah, and a lot of them, and the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Sad day.
0: Maybe, you know, these can be buffed later, so yep. fingers crossed. Holding out hope. Uh, Next up, another neutral legendary in Porphyrion dread cyclops uh this is changing from a seven mana seven eight with ward and uh as long as it's on the board your enemy's god power costs two more than it's st- and it does you know usually uh, now it's a five mana five five with ward and the same passive effect card got nuts um yeah, is this not insanely good? Am I imagining things? Yeah, you know, this card's nuts. You put this in
1: every single deck.
0: Yeah, like five mana, five, five with ward why, might might see play in yeah, every
1: deck. Like, why wouldn't you want this? I, it's so good. I, I, I really don't know. It's literally every deck. It doesn't matter what your goal is. <laughs> this is just a good creature that like makes your opponent's turn more annoying yeah for, for sure. sure
0: absolutely and like ward creatures are tough to remove as is
1: yeah and uh, a lot of times you use your god power to pop
0: the ward exactly <laughs> and like, yep. this just
1: turns it off it's so frustrating this card is so good yeah
0: that, i think uh this is one where we're gonna see the play rate go from near zero to uh whoever has it for the most part
1: oh yeah this this card looks at like uh like old Guilden Forester from two weeks ago, and like scoffs and says, "Like I'll show you how it's done." This card's <laughs> nuts.
0: It's gonna be. It's <laughs> gonna be wild, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Porphyrion is top of the big winners list so far. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have the final neutral legendary creature. Seeing some standard changes in Laidon Euclid Dragon. Uh, this has seen its text changed from roar. Give burn plus three to each enemy creature. If you have at least six cards in hand, deal two damage to each enemy creature. To frontline and roar, if you have at least seven cards in hand, give each dragon in your hand and deck plus five plus
1: five. Ooh. So. <laughs> um, this is like a really cool meme. <laughs> it's horrible. Eight mana, at
0: 1212... You know, it getting frontline is a huge you know, deal, fantastic, huge deal. But uh, that secondary, it's, it, it's effect. effect
1: is like a joke. Like, like what? What turn is turn eight? That's turn twelve, right? Eight mana is turn twelve. You can't afford to like turn on your your deck at turn twelve. If you have
0: at <laughs> least seven cards in your oh, hand, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Like you, if you you manage that, and, and like, then you buff. You dragons. have eight cards like, in your hand when you play the Euclid. He has to be your eighth card.
0: Is this is is the, is there any other dragon with frontline or like anything you would benefit a lot from a plus five plus five buff?
1: Well, there was that neutral one we talked about that used to be a four four and now is a five four, so that's a ten nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, like they, so now. <laughs> and then there's like Rock Drake Egg, which is actively worse when buffed.
0: Peculiar spellworm, one mana, seven eleven.
1: Yeah, and I love playing my one-mana cards, hopefully as early as turn 13. Okay.
0: (laughs) Really cool meme. (laughs) Really funny. Definitely funny. Um, So, yeah, that is it for the uh, neutral cards that are seeing stat, text, or effect changes there. Um, We have a list of neutral cards seeing minor changes. Uh, I'll just read through those real quick. We can stop if any of them uh, matter more than, you know then the others. Uh, first up we have Wiccan Warrior, 1 mana 2-2 two, two Amazon, hidden for one turn. That's seen its name changed, it's now Knightly Warrior. Uh, Tough Townsfolk, the 1 mana 1-3 one, with frontline, now has the guild tag. Eager Nobleborn, the 2 mana 2-1 two, with Roar give a friendly creature plus 2 strength until end of turn, now has the Olympian tag. Battle Aurochs, the 3 mana 3-3 three, three with frontline, now has the wild tag. Dune Cavalry, the vanilla three mana three four, now has the Anubian
1: tag. So different from Hunt Warden, it Absolutely. couldn't be more different from Hunt Warden. Couldn't be or Ravager. This is
0: a big day. Um, <laughs> Harvest Arachne, the three mana three two with Deadly, now has the Amazon tag, which I I found interesting. How is how is a half like man yeah, half a spider? spider semen thing how is that in amazon
1: i think in like three months we're gonna see Harvester harvest arachnid gets wild tag
0: true yeah <laughs> i guess they gotta leave themselves some wiggle room um strix hunter the four mana two five with twin strike now has the wild tag hardened channeler a five mana four three with afterlife deal one damage to each enemy creature now has the mystic tag aether vanguard i'm not sure why this is in minor changes um Oh, because, yeah, no, it just had yeah. a text
1: cleanup yeah, there. All that no happens changes. Was, yeah, all the happened was the parentheses <laughs> are now in the text.
0: Yep. Uh And last but not least, Helion Elite, the 8-mana ten twelve, 12 with Protected and Frontline, a free-to-play control player's dream, has now been added the Aether tag. So uh, maybe we see some control Aether lists that benefit from that. Um, That is it for the neutral cards that are staying neutral, again we have a laundry list of neutral cards that will be domain specific going forward, but we will bring those up uh, as we get to the different domains there. Um, Speaking of, I guess uh, it's time to move on to our first domain which would be Light. So first up we have a list of neutral creatures that are now Light creatures. and uh, First on the list is Dryder Sailweaver. The 1-mana 2-2 with Ward. It's now a light card, Uh, which is good. They needed more access to Ward.
1: It's not that Um, they needed more, (laughs) it's that other gods can't have it. (laughs) Ward is their thing.
0: It seems so. Them and Magic. Um, Shield Bearer. Neutral Staple. uh, Arguably the most ubiquitous card in the game, along with Vanguard Axe Woman before its latest nerf. It is now a light card. It's not getting buffed back to a 1-1. It's just a 1-mana 0-1. Roar give plus one plus one to a friendly creature. Now it's light, uh, which is good because light light should also monopolize buffs if we're giving them a uh, ward. No, that, that that actually isn't the case. We'll see that later on um, as we get into the uh, ward domain. Um, <laughs> next up, we have two cards um, that I I I think go together in some capacity. Um, so aging veteran. Formerly a 2-mana 1-2 with Roar, give a friendly creature plus 2 health. It is now an Olympian. It is now a light card. It's had its strength changed from 1 to 2, so it's a 2-2 two two now. And its Roar effect is now give plus 1, plus 1 to a friendly creature with a base strength of 2 or less. Pretty Which, good? Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, even if uh, you, know, you started out with a Skeleton Heavy or a Pyramid Warden, and uh, you've buffed it up to 3 attack, uh, you can still stick another buff on it, because its base strength was 2 or less. Yeah, the
1: base strength thing is, is going to be a common theme with these buffs. But I'm not a huge fan of Aging Veteran. Can you tell me about Field Janissary?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Field Janissary uh, was a 2-mana two 2-1, two with Roar, give plus 1, plus 1 to a friendly creature. Uh, it now has the Olympian tag. Uh, it's now a light card. It's had its health change from 1 to 2. So it's a 2-2. So it's a 2-mana 2-2 Olympian. Hmm. uh, With Roar, give plus 1, plus 1 to a friendly creature with a base strength of 2 or less.
1: Oh, I like that card. That sounds way better than Aging Veteran. Absolutely. wait. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Are they the exact same card? (laughs) Yes, indeed. They're both 2-mana 2-2 Light Olympians with the exact same card
0: text. Absolutely. Same Roar effect. Yep. I had to read it like three or four times going back and forth thinking, Okay, wait a minute, this gets one attack, this gets one attack. It's the same card.
1: Yep, absolutely. Do you think they realize that? I I I, I feel I feel like maybe I feel like I feel like like I I feel like we insulted them by assuming they didn't realize that. Because like are right next to each other on the list. And like you know, we have a bunch of four mana, four fives. So maybe, you know, it's cool to have The exact same cards exist. Yeah, I mean
0: redundancies are cool. It's just I think it's uh, funny. They (laughs) they they have three uh light exclusive creatures now that cost two or less and give plus one plus one. Uh you know, the later two have the same condition, but yeah, so you know, if you like two mana two two Olympians that give plus one plus one (laughs) to a friendly creature with a base strength of two or less, you can put four in your deck now.
1: Just make one mystic.
0: No. Um, Any <laughs>
1: difference?
0: Next up, we do have a mystic here. Uh, two mana, two, two mystic, in fact, in Duger
1: Priest. It gives plus one, plus one to a creature with base strength two or less.
0: Good guess. No, this uh, Duger Priest used to uh, be a two mana, two, two mystic that healed your god for two on Roar. Now it, uh, it has a passive effect. When a character is healed, this creature gains plus one health. So it starts out as a 2-mana 2-2. If you can heal something the same turn you play it, you have a 2-mana 2-3 base stats with Upside. Uh, I don't think it's good enough to see play.
1: Yeah, I I think it's neat. Uh, You'd have to run a lot of cards to make it go off, though, and that's definitely not worth it.
0: Absolutely. I I think the biggest uh, impact of this particular change, um, neutral heals, like neutral cards that can heal your god, we're down to just two options at this point. In uh Vow of Champions. Yeah, and the, then just demo. Uh oh, I I guess I forgot about demo. I was uh the other one that I found was Combat Medic, which Excuse is a me? yeah, it's a three mana three three Olympian, uh that heals your god for two on Roar. Oh. Um so That's neutral? Yep, absolutely Never How long has that card existed?
1: Oh, forever. It's a core card
0: that hasn't been buffed or nerfed in forever. Yeah, they can um,
1: make that into it a 2-mana 2 that buffs a creature plus 1 plus 1 with based 2 or less strength, and it would be great.
0: Yeah, it could be cool. <laughs> Maybe they try that eventually. Um, yeah, no, I just I thought that was interesting. Uh, uh, neutral uh, heals really, you know, getting whittled down to the bare bones there, which is something that the design team has said in the past that they were hoping to accomplish eventually, so
1: yeah, that makes another sense.
0: step in that direction. Um, next up we have Town Guardian, formerly a four mana three four that uh gives a friendly creature plus one plus one it's now a light card it's now a two four and its roar gives a friendly creature plus one plus two so uh you know four mana two four plus one plus two just a lot of you know slightly understated buff creatures yeah uh, and
1: then you know the the stats that they buff make up for their understatedness. absolutely i just think like uh we're getting to a point where you know you have shield bear for your one mana buff cards you have your multiple options for two mana buff cards Mm -hmm. then you have radiant dawn and then this and then canonize then Asterius. so it seems like you know you can sort of just like have decent like wild hog uh like (laughs) you know one mana two threes just you know you sort of play stuff and then eventually you just pick one of them and you buff it yeah and it'll just work
0: totally yep um Light, doing what Light has always done. But now slightly better, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, More consistent, definitely. We Um, haven't even gotten to the
1: good ones yet. Yeah.
0: You just, uh, you know, think... It's the same strategy against Light. You can't let them stick a creature. Ever. Or they're going to punish you. Not
1: even on turn one. Not even. (laughs)
0: Great. (laughs) Um, Next up, we have Helios Battlesworn. Five mana, five, six Mystic. And that's it. Uh, It's now an Aether, and it's now a Light card. Uh, we'll see if that does anything. Great, uh, Athena's Conjurer, formerly a neutral 6-mana 2-4 with Frontline, with with Roar, summon a 4-2 with Frontline. It's now a 2-5 with Frontline that summons another 2-5 with Frontline. Um, uh,
1: zero another, to zero. It's another <laughs> neat one. Like that, That's neat.
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> next up we have the Propirian Owl uh, which like, I, oh that's the second yeah. part of the, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to Judge Envoy formerly a 7-mana 6-7 Aether uh, it's now a light card, it's now a 6-mana six 6-6 six, six. and before its passive text was whenever you summon a creature, give it plus 1, plus 2. Now whenever you summon a creature, only give it plus 1, plus 1. So, uh, you know, six mana six six i guess is base stats although that six health threshold is you know a lot worse now that there are multiple you know six attack options at uh uh five mana and six mana that
1: just see play all the time yeah Uh, this is a light card now yeah and like light has all the best buff cards this sounds like a really bad version of Asterius. yeah
0: for sure oh yeah that's an easy comp and uh yeah, really not good. And I don't see Aether Light becoming the go-to archetype anytime soon.
1: I think even, even if Aether Light was good, I don't think you would run this.
0: Fair to say. Uh, that is it for uh, the neutral cards that have come over to the Light domain. So let's take a look at the Light cards that are staying in the Light domain and what uh, seeing their stats and effects change there. First up, we have the Illuminated Warrior. Formerly a one mana at two two with roar move the chosen one three cards closer to the top of your deck. It is now a one mana two one with roar. Give the chosen one to the top creature in your deck and give it plus one plus one. How you feel? Uh,
1: I think it, you know it's definitely a buff. All the chosen one cards that they can change, you know, have to get changed because they sort of shafted the chosen one <laughs> archetype a bit. They really did. Yeah. So you know, like as of now, illuminated warrior was just a One mana, two, two, no text. Basically, now he's sort of like a random shield bearer effect to just your next creature. Yeah, it's it's super decent. Maybe if you not super decent, like you would play it all the time Um, in chosen one decks. You're saying yeah, like in chosen one decks, definitely good. Maybe if you only run like one, two, and three mana creatures. You know, like, you play it, and you you know you're going to draw something next turn anyway, and just anything is good with a plus-one, plus-one buff, maybe. Maybe. I don't it, know. It, I it's think definitely better than it was before.
0: You got to think, like, we just got done going over, like, six buff cards that I think are better than this if you're just accounting for buff. It has buff. the
1: same effect as Field uh, Valid Janissary, half price. <laughs>
0: that's one way to look at it uh, next up we have the Chalice Priest which is a change that we've already seen implemented on the uh, main beta branch there it's, uh, it's a 2 mana 1 4 with mystic uh, tag, backline and ability set a creature's strength to 2
1: yep it's not um, seen
0: play Yeah,
1: no one's uh, that mad about it
0: I don't think so yeah I've seen a couple of people try it out and it can be good in certain scenarios uh, better than other options light has at the same mana cost I don't think so Uh, Next up, we have Devoted Follower, which uh, got hit with one of the heaviest nerfs of all time uh, way back in the day. Uh, It is now being reverted back from a 3 2 to a 2 3, and its text has been changed from Ward, creatures damaged by this creature get minus 2 strength, to Ward, creatures damaged by this creature get minus 1 strength. So, for those who don't know, uh, Devoted Follower used to be a 2 mana 2 3. Uh, with creatures damaged by this creature get minus two strength. They changed it to a three-two and gave it ward. Now they're changing it back to a two-three, but having its uh, you know strength reduction effect. Um, I kind of really like this. I think it's, it's going it to keeps be,
1: ward. That's important too.
0: Yeah, so important for this specific card. Um, you know, all but guaranteeing that your that your opponent has to use creatures to remove it and thus engage with its strength reduction effect um i really like this i think it brings it back from not seeing play to seeing play and uh i, I like that they dropped the strength reduction by one because uh, i would probably be op at minus two strength
1: oh yeah it would definitely be OP. op at minus two strength it would just be a stronger version than the original one that needed to be nerfed but yeah this seems like a good change card seem strong i like it
0: yeah looking forward to it uh next up we have bright mage the three mana three three with ward and Roar here heal a friendly character for 2. Uh, now it is a 2-4 with Ward, and it heals a friendly creature for 2. So you can no longer heal, heal your face, but ideally you wanted to be healing a creature before anyways. And uh, now it's harder to remove, and can be buffed by those things that buff only things with base attack 2 or less. Uh, definitely a buff overall, right?
1: Yeah, most likely. Like, there's fringe scenarios where like you wanted to destroy a wild hog and now can't but for the most part two attacks really good for light and more health is really good for light
0: for sure uh moving on to another chosen one centric card we have the triumvirate prophet uh it was a three mana one two with roar give the chosen one plus one plus one frontline and ward move it to the top of your deck uh, it's now a mystic it's had its health changed from oh no it's still a one two there and now it has roar give the chosen one afterlife add this creature's stats to the new chosen ones so uh this is pretty cool i think Mm -hmm. um it you know the the issue with the chosen one is you know if if your opponent had one hard removal card or one like hard transform card uh you know it it would set your deck back five six seven turns um this uh, you know outside of those transform effects uh you know as long as this afterlife is triggered it allows you to just carry over all of the work you've put into your Chosen One onto the next Chosen One uh, for three mana. So, you know, I, I think I think in Chosen One decks, this is definitely a buff. Will it be enough to make Chosen One viable? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think Chosen One can see play, but I think this card like has to exist since it's so hard to buff your Chosen One nowadays and the God Power's gone that you, you can't afford to just lose it all. I would be interested in, like, if your Chosen One was an Anubian... And you're able to activate like afterlifes with some of the light Anubian like afterlife things. Like what would happen?
0: Oh, interesting. Would
1: it double the creature's health and like strength, or would it just make a second chosen one, or would nothing happen?
0: I'm leaning towards nothing, but uh Yeah, I
1: think it'd be nothing, but I'd, I'd like to know.
0: That's interesting, yeah. That's uh might be a good question for uh next week when we have Dan the Dev and I Am Brent on put the him podcast. In the hot seat. Yeah. Well, uh, Nice segue into a plug there. Don't forget about that. Submit your questions on Twitter, at Pods Unchained. Anyways, uh, moving on to Helios Guardian, uh, recent nominee for Sad Cards with Bonk. Uh, formerly a 4-mana 2-6. Uh, that Hold on, let me bring it up here. 4-mana uh, 2-6 with Frontline and Afterlife give plus 2 health to a random creature with strength 2 or less. Hard. And that's just a random creature. Could be your opponent's. Which uh, let's face it, it's
1: horrible. More than <laughs> it
0: was bad, it was horrible.
1: Buffing your opponent's creature is like one of the worst things you can do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, it wasn't really like overstated or anything to compensate. Uh, now it is an aether, and its afterlife is give plus two health to your weakest creature. So big buff, good enough to see play.
1: Way better. Maybe in like a budget light deck, you'll throw this in. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a joke how bad it is anymore.
0: Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah, and maybe the Aethers matter. Uh, They really seem to be pushing a control Aether archetype. They're just Aethers in light. They're
1: making so many cards Aethers now.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Love to see how that goes. And uh, good for Sky Reaver, one of my favorite Genesis cards.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sky Reaver is very happy with this.
0: (laughs) It's a good thing. Uh, Next up, we have Patience Priestess. Tough to say. Uh, Formerly a 4-mana 2-3 Mystic with whenever you summon a friendly creature, give it plus 1 health and frontline it's now a two four uh Great. yeah this card is excellent if you can stick it and changing its health from three to four helps you stick it um i don't know if it'll see play again probably in budget light lists
1: in budget um, light it probably gets really good
0: yeah i mean this card can be a problem if it sticks yeah we, uh, we
1: need to see how sticky four health really made it yeah for like, sure. this will have to be tested
0: for sure 100 um yeah yeah giving your other summoned creatures frontline has gives this like pseudo backline um so yeah reaching over the top and going from three to four yeah that's a big change uh next up we have the radiant embalmer uh which picks up the mystic tag and is no longer a 2-2 it's now a 2-4 a four mana 2-4 with roar pull a card from your void into your hand so a value tool that before was super understated uh now it's still pretty well understated uh you know with the same effect Uh, You know, perhaps, again, if Control Light ever becomes a thing, uh, yeah, I could see this making its way in. Just a great value generator.
1: Just, like, even if there's a scenario where there's, like, a Legendary, or, like, a a Radiant Dawn that you really want a third copy of. Like, having four health means it's, like, it can totally survive to be Asterius, whereas a 2-2 always gets killed. I think this is a a pretty huge buff for Radiant and Balmer.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it will force anything out of the current like tempo zoo light builds yeah that... i don't think
1: anything is going to change light's play style ever i just think that this is a car that you might want to put in there
0: maybe maybe um next up we have battle cleric uh which, big big buff here mm-hmm. um formerly a five mana two two with a back line and at the end of your turn summon a two two act light and now is has the mystic tag and it got ward uh which obviously huge Um, the backline makes it difficult to reach back there with creatures, the ward now makes it difficult to remove with a spell, you know, before magic had like 10 one mana options to remove this, now at least we will have to combine that with a god power of some sort. Yeah, big change. I think this might push this into, now it sees play territory. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think for everything you said, it's way harder to remove now. And making creatures every turn is really good, especially for light that can, it's so good at buffing multiple creatures.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, it does have base attack two or less, so Mm -hmm. plenty of options to buff it further. Um, (laughs) Next up, we have, uh, this
1: this is Asterius, it must be getting nerfed, right? (laughs) It's one of the best cards in the game. It's It's obviously the best Core Legendary. It's the most expensive Core Legendary. It's in every light deck. This must be getting nerfed, right? I have news for
0: you. Um, So Asterius Glittering One and now has the Aether Tag. Interesting.
1: Sounds like a buff so far.
0: (laughs) And whereas before it only buffed friendly creatures with strength 2 or less, plus 2, plus 2, now it buffs friendly creatures with base strength 2 or less, plus 2, plus 2. Amazing. (laughs)
1: See, because there was this issue before where, like, you know, we discussed it where Radiant Dawn is so good. Maybe you don't want to run Asterius because it almost gets in the way and the games end before six anyway. Well, finally, we don't need to think about which is better. Which one do you run? Because you can just run both. Asterius buffs your three attack Pyramid Wardens. It buffs your, your five attack Pyramid Wardens. You can play Canonize and then Asterius and the buff still happens. You're this gonna, is good. This is a good thing.
0: You're gonna make me cry.
1: Well it's just, you know, when you when you see the one of the best cards in the game on the list of cards being changed, you don't expect it to get buffed a lot. It gets a tribe and just way better all the time. It didn't even lose frontline. <laughs> it's just better. It's just way better.
0: <sighs> so keep that in mind. Uh, Asterius might be good now. Um <laughs> Gosh, let's just move on to the spells. Other
1: cards might be getting good, too.
0: <laughs> First up in the spell category for light, we have Hallowing Light, a uh, 2 mana spell, set a creature's health to two. If you choose a friendly creature, give it plus two health instead. Uh, now, uh, same effect. Instead of just plus two health to a friendly creature, it's plus one, plus two. Um, I don't think changes its usage rate. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, marginally better, but yeah, like, that's I think this
1: this card was decent back when like nature was like the only god. I put this in my light deck sometimes as like a third or fourth master of indulgence. Yeah, and now it's you know better when offensive, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Pacifism, another two mana light spell, uh, has its ch- uh, text changed from remove sleep from all friendly creatures. Each creature with strength four or more has their strength set to two. Now it's just give an enemy creature minus four strength. Cool. Just
1: nerf the hell out of it. Yeah, is it two um, mana?
0: Yep, two mana. Give an enemy creature minus four strength.
1: Wow, so it's uh, like sit down, but twice as expensive and not as good. I, I'd argue it's better than sit down. Doesn't it? doesn't sit down just it sets it to zero?
0: Sit down uh, until until end of turn,
1: I believe. Oh, is this not the end of turn?
0: No, this is just oh, forever. forever. Yeah, just turn it off. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that you know could be good. In uh, certain scenarios, I don't know if it'll be good enough to see play, but then again, this obviously works best in a control light archetype that doesn't exist right now, Mm -hmm. so uh, something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Next up, we have the Recovering Sigil, formerly a 2-mana spell that heals all friendly creatures for 4 and draws a card. Uh, It's now a 1-mana spell that heals 3 to each friendly creature instead of 4 and draws a card. Uh, Got much better, in my opinion, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's way better. I don't know if it's gonna see any play. I think its biggest implication is uh, with the thievery God power, the that's the deception one that makes that like gets one mana cards from your opponent. I mm-hmm. think that's when you'll see it the most. <laughs> but I think it like that's a really good thievery pick.
0: Yeah, it c- could be. That might be where you see it the most. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Light doesn't really have any one mana cycle cards. Um. Oh now it does, so... Yeah, it's, it's decent. Yeah, we'll see if it works its way into some light lists. Uh, next up, we have Imperious Smite. Uh, slight change. Before it destroyed a random creature with the highest strength. Now it destroys the strongest creature. Uh, you know, 4-mana spell still. Um, so whereas before, you know, you might have multiple creatures with the same highest strength, and uh, you didn't know which one it would pick. Now you have the strongest creature sequence of tiebreakers, so uh, you'll be able to more or less guarantee which uh, creature it'll hit
1: uh, outside yeah,
0: of some very niche scenarios. Yeah,
1: and if, if you don't know the the strongest tiebreaker thing, because I've, I've gotten a lot of questions about that, first it looks at the power, then it looks at the health, and then if it's still tied, it looks at the mana cost. Yep. And then if everything is still tied from there, then random.
0: Yep, absolutely. So you'll, you should be able to pin it down in the majority of situations there. Um, and yeah, for, for that, I think it's a buff. Yeah. Um, Next up we have Born Again, which was just a crazy value generator before. Uh, Before a six mana spell, pull a random one cost creature from your void into your hand. Repeat this for each other mana cost up to nine. So you could theoretically refill your entire hand. You know, if you've played a one through nine mana creature and this is the last card in your deck, you could refill your entire hand all the way up the curve um now it's just a six mana spell pull a creature from your void to your hand give it plus five plus five and
1: ward busted Uh, you think so this card's insane you think so this card is so good all the time i keep thinking about it and it keeps getting better and better in my head okay like uh
0: because you can choose the creature from your void that you
1: pull yeah presumably you can choose the creature okay so like the first thing you got to think about is like what costs, like, 5 and 6 mana that have just died that you want to bring back and get plus 5, plus 5? Well, you got the Asterius, the, with, which its new buff loves being played multiple times. Like, Lysander doesn't affect, get affected by the ward, but is huge. right? Then maybe something like Enforcer getting plus 5, plus 5 in the ward is insane. But what if, you know, what if you're not winning or even? What if you're on the back foot? What if you need to be a defensive born again and you have 7 mana? You can get an Axe and then it's a 7-7 Axe with Blitz and Ward. Or, like, a Blind Martyr. And then it's a 5-7 Frontline with Ward. This card is just so good. And before, like, you have to destroy all of Light's creatures every single turn, or else they're going to buff them. Now, it doesn't matter that you destroyed them. They still get the most important one back, and they buff it. This card's super good.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't know, like... This would definitely be best, in my opinion. This would definitely be best in a control light archetype, or like, you know, at least a control leaning mid range archetype. Whereas nowadays it's either aggro or aggro leaning mid range. Um, I don't know. I I just don't see it making its way into the majority of light decks um, as they exist right now. Um, Maybe. In in the future, I mean, it might be cool with, like, you know, I, I, maybe if your opponent transforms your Osiris, you can get it back. Um, I I yeah, I, don't, I don't really know. I I can't think of like the best application
1: for it. I think the best um, application is any creature in your void, because it'll have plus five, plus five in the ward. Yeah, but you're that's,
0: you're taking a whole turn off at six mana. Yeah. Can you afford to do that?
1: Oftentimes, you probably just a stereus. Then you trade, you go face, you get a skeleton heavy from your void, and it's a seven nine with Ward or an Axe Woman. Anything with frontline, anything with Blitz. Yeah, I super don't know. Nice. Pyramid Ward nuts. Everything's nuts.
0: I think we may disagree on this one. I, I, I this doesn't seem that insane to me. I'm I'm wondering if I, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the jury's still out on that one for me. Uh, I'll get back to you. But um, (laughs) we should move on there. We're already 52 minutes and This is going to be such a long episode. Um, Next up, we have Penitence, a 7-mana light spell. Uh, I'm just going to skip the old effect, because it doesn't really matter. Uh, It's now a 6-mana spell that transforms an enemy creature into a 2-2 acolyte, and you gain control of the acolyte.
1: This is big lights levy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, massive lights levy without a condition to meet. Um yeah, I am uh, again really pushing this control light archetype. Um which man <laughs> I'm nervous dude. Like lights so good at capturing the early game and, you know, capitalizing on it. I, I don't want them to also be good at you know, control tactics. This is gonna be scary
1: yeah we'll see I, this, this card does seem pretty good i think it's very fine probably yeah. sees play
0: yeah i think so too um big uh big slap in the face to uh lights bidding owners right am i right yeah well, like lights very bidding relatable right still a creature it's like 20 people yeah that's okay um <laughs> next up we have zealous march uh again i'm gonna skip the old uh the old versions at this point for time's sake uh, it's now a seven mana spell fill your board with two two acolytes give each of your creatures protected um I mean it seems like you know pretty good value on paper at seven mana uh is light going to want to get to seven mana and fill their board up with two twos like
1: I don't think so they probably not that's like very unimpactful yeah. they don't have front line no. seven mana is late in the game yeah they don't have blitz no nah. they don't do anything the turn you play them
0: yeah which uh yeah once you get to 7, 8, 9 mana. And you really even, have it, to. And
1: even like playing Asterius is hard because they'll have Protected. It's hard to kill one off.
0: For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Not a great card still. Um, and we have one uh, light relic that has seen a change of note. Uh, that is the Serene Blade. and uh, It is now a 3 mana zero three 3 relic with, when you summon a creature, give, give it plus 1, plus 1, in ward, then remove 1 durability from this relic. Um... You know, I don't think this this seems worse, like a worse version of Lysander's Spear.
1: Yes, this is a budget Lysander Spear. It seems like better than current Serene Blade.
0: Yeah, that's one way to look at it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, good for free-to-play players. Yeah, uh, I think it's fine. It's not, not great. Not going to see play in Mythic. Um, and last up in the light changes, we have Blind Martyr, which picks up the Olympian tag with the, the same effect there. So, uh, you know, I, I think Macro thoughts on light—they just really seem to be pushing control light, and just along the way, they also made Zoo Light a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Asterius needing to be buffed needed a tribe, and it was just too weak. Nah, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I
1: don't know. Asterius um, was barely buffing my entire board. Sometimes it didn't buff things.
0: Yeah. And now it always does. I mean, I I hope I hope that a lot of things here see some tweaks before. This
1: refresh is launched on uh, the main beta branch there. I would be so surprised if they actually buffed Asterius. Yeah. It, like, I could see them giving it a try. I wouldn't count that as a buff. But actually making its effect better would be, yeah. Would be preposterous.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I hope that uh, our listeners are on the same page as us and we're just not like, way off base. But um, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe worth it to head into uh, feedback or balance and uh, say, hey, maybe we don't do this. Give him protected.
1: Um, <laughs> Give us <it staries> the protected.
0: <laughs> or we could uh we could joke around and poke fun. Either way, um yeah, it looks like light's getting better as a whole. Uh, we'll have to piece it together in the context of the other domains. But uh for now, let's uh move on to our next domain, which is death. And first up in the neutral cards turned death cards, we have Ghost Marauder, the one mana three, one nether. Creatures damaged by this creature get burned plus one. No change to its text, no change to its stats. It's just a death card now. We also have Pyric Hatchling, a 2-mana two 2-3 two, dragon uh, that you know becomes a death card and has seen its text change from creatures damaged by this creature get burn plus 1 to creatures damaged by this creature get burn plus 2. I actually think that might uh, that might see play in a, in a death deck or two.
1: Yeah, at least like budget versions for sure.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, next up we have Infernal Foot Soldier, which is now a two mana three two, with roar summon. Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> two mana three two with roar give burn plus one to an enemy creature. Um, doesn't seem good enough to see play in my opinion. Nope. Uh, next up we have. <laughs> oh, this just one's sad. A, a neutral pillar, a, a skeleton heavy. No longer a neutral vanilla two four. Like I, I really can't believe it. Never thought I'd see the day. Um, it's now a death card, it's had its mana cost changed from 2 to 3, and it now has afterlife, destroy the strongest enemy creature with 1 health. 3 mana, 2, 4, afterlife, destroy the strongest enemy creature with 1 health. Uh, it seems pretty trash, right? No?
1: Uh, like, yeah, it's a unique effect, it's really easy to play around.
0: Yeah, and like also they have a god power that does that.
1: Yes, but maybe you don't pick... Blood Ritual? I don't know. I don't think you play Skeleton Heavy anymore.
0: Yeah, sad day. Yeah. Uh, in a similar vein, we have Wicked Wicked Fae. Uh, two mana death card now. Had its stats changed from a 1-1 one one to a 2-2. Two two. And now its roar is destroy a creature with one health, summon a 1-1 one one Impling. So uh, that could be a friendly creature there. Maybe you want to uh, take advantage of some uh, demonic offering-like interactions. Um, could be an enemy creature with one health. And you summon a 1-1 one, one Impling. So 2 mana, 3-3 three, three stats with you know potential upside. Uh, now, I don't know if the Roar has to trigger in order to get that 1-1 one, one Impling. That could be a drawback. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think uh, this might be quite a bit more popular.
1: Yeah, it's definitely decent. Especially the fact that it can destroy like protected creatures with 1 health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Go right through it. Uh, but again, same as the God Power. So mm-hmm. we'll see if... Uh, Death pilots deem it necessary. Uh, next up we have Meyer Bloodworm. Uh, it's now a 3-mana 1-4 with Frontline and heal this creature for the damage it
1: deals. Which is 1 damage. Yeah,
0: uh, for the most part, yeah, unless you buff it there. Um, very interesting. Uh, not sure uh, this needed to happen or if it'll really ever see cool. play.
1: In combination with Nefru's will.
0: Okay. Yeah, fair play.
1: Okay. For like, for like your pie-in-the-sky dreams.
0: Sure. Yeah, maybe we see Rune Death come into play. Oh, Stick a Rune oh. of Strength on that bad boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are Genesis cards that facilitate Rune Death, so we'll see. Um, Austria's Envoy. Next up, we have Eldritch Demonologist, which uh, before you could argue it was a 4-mana 3-3 three, three neutral card with text Draw Demogorgon. Which is good. Uh, <laughs> it's now a death card. It's still a 4-mana 3-3. Three, three. With Roar, pull the strongest nether from your deck to your hand. So that could still very well be Demogorgon if you don't have any nethers with over 4 strength. Uh, come to think, I have a tough time thinking of a nether with more than uh, 4 strength there. Yeah, so, it, As far
1: as I'm concerned, it still says 4 mana, 3, 3, draw demo.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's just now death-specific.
1: Yeah, it now buffs Kopech's durability. Huge buff.
0: Damn it. Um moving on to mammon's stalwart <laughs> formerly a six mana three six with front line and roar summon a two two netherling it is now a six mana five seven with front line oh no front line they took away the front line yeah, oh wow five, six mana five seven with when a god takes damage summon a one one impling um now the first time I read this I thought it still had frontline I thought this is fantastic without frontline I'm much less optimistic about this card
1: yeah I, I don't think it's good I think it does cool stuff like in combination with like the harvester it's really cool
0: yeah ma- yeah yeah maybe it's maybe it's uh maybe it makes its way into some uh, free to play decks but um outside of that not sure it's good enough uh next up we have Tomb Blade master uh which is a seven mana four five with frontline solace and afterlife pull the strongest anubian from your void to the board and give it frontline uh so i'm glad they gave this solace so you don't just get in an infinite loop of uh four fives with frontline um uh, you know uh, this is uh It's interesting. I think it's better than its old version. Uh, It's now death-specific. Death's uh, 7-mana slots are usually uh, pretty well taken at this point by Apocalypse Now and Demogorgon. But uh, we'll see if this can encourage death players to run just one more 7-mana high-value card. I don't think so, though.
1: Maybe Casino Um, Anubian Death is finally here. Thank goodness. Uh,
0: next up, we have another 7-mana card. Moving over to the Death Domain in Void Drake. Uh, it's seen its stats buffed from a 7-5 to a 7-7, seven seven, and its roar effect is now destroy each creature with 3 or less health. Uh, so, it's Like Bomb Dragon. Yeah, kind of. I was likening it to Cersei, but instead of dealing 3 damage, it's just if you have 3 or less health, I kill you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it seems like a card uh made for a situation that doesn't really exist um but i don't know it might be better in practice than i'm imagining
1: yeah i think this is just a a really decent free-to-play option like you know you said before death has all their seven mana slots filled with cards that cost like hundreds of dollars yeah that's super fair so yeah now there's like a good handful of expensive death cards that do similar things that you know don't cost hundreds of dollars yeah
0: super fair power to the people Uh, And that is it as far as neutral cards turned death cards. Uh, So let's move on to the death cards sticking around in their domain, but uh, seeing some minor, if not major, changes. First of which is Writhing Spirit. Uh, It has seen its text changed from creatures damaged by this creature, get burn plus one, and roar, obliterate a card in your hand. Now it's just roar, obliterate a card in your hand. It's a 1-mana 3-3 nether for the uninitiated. Um, interesting. This this is a nerf, and I'm not sure this card sees play. Nope. Yeah. Curious decision there. Uh, We also have a change to Raving Necromancer. Uh, It's no longer a mystic. It's now an Anubian. It's no longer a 2-mana 3-2. It's a 1-mana 2-2. And now its passive effect is, when an Anubian dies, steal 1 health from your opponent's god
1: yeah it's a cool effect
0: yeah I think that's interesting it's the first time we're seeing that like steel uh, verbiage used in a uh, in a card's effect which um, I'm guessing there'll be more of going forward
1: yeah I'm interested uh, if they use that steel word specifically because like that doesn't activate frenzy potentially cause it's not dealing it's stealing ooh that's an interesting uh, caveat there yeah I'm
0: not sure how that would apply huh yeah, I figured it was just like you yeah, know, deal so, one, heal one. Yeah, so well, I figured they couldn't give it leech and then have it like you know, deal one to your opponent's god. That would probably be far too good. Um, but yeah, this is this is really interesting. I, it's only triggered when an Anubian dies, though. I'm not sure how. Yeah, which doesn't happen often. relevant that's going to be, but yeah, um, there have
1: been cards that have incentivized you to kill your own Anubians, and they haven't seen play.
0: Yeah, maybe with all of the changes to Anubian-centric cards, they will. Uh, next up, we have one that um, I think is particularly notable here. Uh, Runed Asp. Formerly a 2-mana 2-1 Anubian with Roar. Pick one. gain Afterlife. Both gods unlock a mana lock. Or, Afterlife. Both gods draw a card. Uh, now it's a 1-1 with Deadly. And, Afterlife. Both players unlock a mana lock.
1: It so, got way better.
0: Yeah. I mean, this has two major implications. Uh... From my perspective there one uh, losing the mutual card draw is not much of a hit uh, so we can pretty much forget about that uh, gaining deadly I think is you know pretty big because this is best run in control death decks which are uh, vulnerable to early strong creatures uh, so that should help in that sense it's strength dropping from two to one doesn't really matter because as a deadly and now you no longer have to pick the afterlife, both gods unlock a mana lock effect. It just has it naturally. So if you choose creatures in your void to activate their afterlife effects, like with Canopic Hoarder, uh, before you couldn't pick Runed Asp because, you know, as a base card, it doesn't come with an afterlife effect. Now you can absolutely select Runed Asp. And furthermore, and I think most importantly, is the potential synergy with neferu's kopesh is now through the roof uh prior you know death's mana ramp options were you know Runed asp or uh, uh the fanatic. fanatic um you know fanatic has three attacks so it's tough to uh pull back with uh the kopesh there so ruined asp would have been easier but it didn't have that organic afterlife effect so it would just come back as a two one now it's a 1-1, so it's easier to meet the condition of lowest attack in your void. It has Deadly, so it's going to be useful in combat every time you pick it, every time you bring it back, and it's going to ramp you another mana lock every time you bring it back. Um, so, I mean, its synergy with Kopesh has just skyrocketed.
1: Yeah, and, well, What's um, that That three-mana <laughs> spell that pulls a creature from your void with a... Uh, Half-Life. Yeah, Half-Life. half is life. half another huge implication. It's just three-mana ramp mana and destroy an opponent's creature.
0: Absolutely, yep. It's just those, way better this way. Those void-resurrection interactions, um, Ruined Asp now has an afterlife effect, um, which, yeah, I think is gonna be huge. Uh, I hope to God that this does not make it to the main branch. Uh, yeah, think, Control Death does not need help.
1: I think the change is really interesting when you think about, like, remember when it got nerfed a while ago? It used to give, like, burn plus one or burn plus two to stuff, and it was deemed, like, too good because it mattered during combat. And like its effect is already so strong, its effect is staying the same, and it becomes stronger in combat. Like deadly is obviously better than burn plus two.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is um, yeah, this is not good. Uh, if Neferu's Kopesh didn't exist, I I think it would you still know, be good. I think it would still be a buff. Um, that said, yeah, the uh, the infinite loops with Neferu's Kopesh are already arguably too much and unhealthy. Uh, you know, as far as its effect on the meta. Um, i think this just worsens that so i hope they change their minds on this front
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, next up we have void banshee a two mana of four three uh, formerly with afterlife deal four damage to your god and pull the top card of your deck into your void yep. it's now just a two mana four three with roar deal four damage to your god so you get the damage out of the way you don't have to pull a resource into your void um, I, 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 from my perspective, this is a marginal buff. Yeah, pretty good buff. Um, also, you know, similar reasoning in, you know, bringing back Void Banshee with Half-Life or things along those lines, you don't have to deal with the downside effect again. It's just a 4-3 at that point.
1: Yeah, and the biggest downside was definitely losing the card from the top of your deck. So now that's gone, that's good. You can even argue that sometimes taking damage is good for death. Like, they can. there's definitely Synergy cards that turn that button to an and. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say Void Banshee sees more play. For
0: sure. I'm excited
1: for it, too. used yeah, to love really running good. Void
0: Banshee. Mm-hmm. Um, make Bombfly a 3-1. No. Um, <laughs> next up, we have Fickle Cambion, which has seen uh, its usage rate skyrocket recently with the emergence of Zombie Death. Uh, it's uh, I'm going to leave its old text to the side there. It's a new text. It's still 3-mana, three 3-3 three, three nether. And now it has, After your god takes damage, this creature gains plus 1, plus 1. Um, so, you know, they have a god power that triggers that for one mana, uh, they have so much mutual damage, um, in death, uh, there's gonna be a lot of ways for this to be a three mana four for the turn you play it, uh, I think it's still really, really, really good.
1: Yeah, I think it's fine, I think it's definitely a nerf compared to its current version, because right now it's it's so easy to play it and buff its health way more than Yeah. One. For sure. Whereas now, you know, you have to spend a mana to get it to be... You have to spend at least one mana to get it plus one, plus one, whereas, you know, now you can buff itself no problem. I think it's still fine. I think it's way simpler this way. Yeah. I think it's a super decent change. Easy to digest. And, uh
0: yeah, still good, not OP. Um Yeah, I like the change overall. Uh Next up, we have former joke Thanacris spell
1: locusts. Lose condition.
0: <laughs> uh It's now a nether. Used to be nothing. Uh, it's now a three mana one one versus a three mana one three, and no longer uh, does it have deadly. It just uh, uh, it's just a one one I guess, and its afterlife effect is now obliterate a random spell in your void. If you do pull this creature to the void to the board, um, you know before its condition was a lose condition like you said before you had to choose and obliterate a card in your hand. To summon the creature from the void and it didn't give you a choice you had to do it um so you know that's how you you know you called it a lose condition that's why you lose you end up you know obliterating your whole hand and uh whatever you top deck you have to obliterate right away in order to get back a 1-3 with deadly um now you know much easier condition to meet um you know care a lot less about obliterating random spells in your void than yeah. you do cards in your hand. I didn't realize um, it
1: lost deadly though, so yeah, it's, it's just a it's just, just a, a forever one one? Sort m- of maybe a sometimes if, forever one one.
0: Yeah, if you continue playing enough spells. Um I don't know. I, I think I think you know, former joke's still a joke?
1: Yeah I think it it's less of a joke. Like now like if you get it randomly it doesn't just lose you the game like before. So like that's cool. Um Death's going to need a lot more cards that say, like, sacrifice a friendly creature something good happens to make me want to run Thanachrist.
0: Yeah, and they already have so many options in that vein. They need uh... way
1: more for this to matter. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, Next up, we have Famished Ghoul. Uh, Still a four-mana card, and uh, seen its stats changed from a 4-4 to a 3-2. And uh, whenever a friendly creature dies, you draw a card. Rather than any creature dies, its owner draws a card. Um, this is cool. One of the biggest drawbacks was obviously allowing your opponent to draw cards off of their creature's deaths.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, you know, so this got a lot better in that sense. Yeah, but, but the stats yeah,
1: got way worse.
0: Stats got way, way worse. So, um, And
1: death didn't have a hard time drawing cards.
0: No, absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, I think this sees a similar amount of play, which is not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Sand Scorpion.
1: Uh, he's easy. He just gets... Plus one plus one
0: yep from its current iteration there and uh you know we saw after its uh, uh roar effect was changed uh and made it you know you can only trigger an afterlife of an Anubian rather than any creature its usage rate pretty much went to zero yeah
1: that being um, said a lot of the cards we've read have been anubians with changed afterlifes so, so yeah. maybe there's something there. Yeah, there's I wouldn't a... get my hopes up for Sand Scorpion fans, though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's there are so many changes. It's hard to um, you know compartmentalize and contextualize what the entire meta is going to look like. Um, so yeah, we do know that this probably got its afterlife or its roar effect definitely got better with the um, yeah these with new the other, changes other changes, especially surrounding
1: considering it. They've, they've all been like Casino Anubian type stuff. And, yeah. yeah. This is the, that's what this wants is afterlife life affect the, in, the casino again yeah
0: cheat something out or cheat, cheat some value in some way um, yeah so maybe an archetype emerges there definitely tough to say from our current perspective um, next up we have a core legendary in Cerberus Sticks Hound. Uh it's now a 7 mana 6-7 as opposed to a 5-6 it got the nether tag And at the end of each turn, destroy an enemy creature with three health or less. So uh, it's like a delayed Amazon Heart Eater. Uh, You're paying two extra mana for three more stats. Um, You know, before it was bad because it could destroy friendly creatures, and uh, you know, you just have higher impact cards of seven mana. Now I think you just have higher impact cards of seven mana.
1: Yeah. Also, before it could kill three of your opponent's creatures. Now it's just one. That's a huge difference. Yeah, big facts. Yeah, I don't think it's sees play. Nope. Uh, next up, we have
0: uh, several death spells that saw some changes there. Some that raised a few eyebrows over here at Pods Unchained. Uh, first up, we have the Old Ritual, which uh, no longer transforms a friendly creature into a 6-6 nether spawn. Now, you just destroy a creature if you do summon a 6-6 nether spawn for its controller. Way better way better you can use it for demonic offering type interactions where you sacrifice one of your creatures that wants to be sacrificed trigger its afterlife effect and get a 6-6 six, six on top also if your opponent has a particularly problematic frontline creature you can destroy it give him a 6-6 six, six nether spawn with no text and uh you know proceed to go face or you know whatever you're choosing to do in that situation um you know a lot more flexibility and um I think just got better on the aggregate so we'll see if that sees an increase in play rate
1: yeah if it wasn't like the fact that zombies were like controlling the the non-board white death decks i'd say this definitely sees play just because it, it's so good with with chicken with uh living container with nether's advocate like cards usually see a ton of play in death i feel like it, this card will at least eventually be really good if yeah. it's you know this exact way
0: even, it, even in the current zombie list, just destroying a 1-1, one, one, getting a 6-6? Six, six, it's yeah, not, it's bad not bad for four mana. Um, that said, they do have the 5-6 Rhino. So. Yeah.
1: And they have access to that right now, you know, because zombies don't care if you transform or kill them. You can play that right now if you want For sure.
0: Uh, next up, we have a uh, control tool in Ray of Disintegration.
1: Also, like, not even a control tool. Just, like, this is a really common tech card i've seen yeah. a ton recently
0: for sure yeah on on paper it's certainly not bad uh its current iteration is a five mana spell destroy a creature deal two damage to your god now it destroys a creature deals two damage to each god so it Procs frenzied uh you know obviously
1: it just does two
0: damage yeah, just and, better.
1: Um, and death has no problem healing too
0: yeah yeah better in every way next up <laughs>
1: yeah this is a funny one
0: we have ray's dead which uh, has seen its text change from summon a creature from any void, give it solace, to pull a creature from your void to the board.
1: Which is funny because it's less of a text change and more of a text do-over because this is how the card used to be before it was nerfed for being too good in this form.
0: Kind of, um, yeah. Now it's only your
1: void, well, well, you not don't. your opponent's void. So you can't take your opponent's echo or poly at the pick your echo or poly.
0: Yeah, but um, the point stands. We did learn this lesson before. Raise Dead means that, you know, instead of one 9 mana creature, you have three 9 mana creatures, but the second two cost 5 mana. And um, we decided as a community that losing to 3 Echophones wasn't fun. Uh, I doubt that the current community is going to feel any differently about losing to 3 Polyhymnias, but uh, I guess we'll see. I really hoped we had learned our lesson from the previous iteration of raised dead. Yeah. I doubt Um, this one
1: slips through the cracks. Someone on the team is definitely like has been playing as long as we have. And they're going to go, wait a minute. I think I've read this exact text before. Yeah. And it needed to be nerfed
0: for sure. If not, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the community's on that one and, uh, encouraging them to, you know, keep it the same or maybe even redesign it. Who's who knows? Um, (laughs) next up on the list is end times Uh, we've seen its text change from destroy all creatures summon a 9-9 demonic skull with minus 1 minus 1 for each enemy creature destroyed and plus 1 plus 1 for each friendly creature destroyed now it's just destroy every creature summon a 6-6 much simpler much simpler I think that Uh, was their goal pretty similar on the aggregate uh, the Demonic Skull has had its base stats change from 10 mana 9 9 to 7 mana 6 6, so a little better in that sense. Yeah, they, it can't get bounced to your hand. Yeah, and relevant be for unplayable. ransom stuff. Yeah, for sure. But um, past that, End Times is still End Times.
1: Yep. Just uh, simpler. <laughs> now we're on to the relics. The relics are really interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, first up, we have Dreaming Scepter. Uh card that's seen quite a bit of play recently with the ease that death has in healing
1: lately. I still refer um, to this as a lose condition. My opponent's always lose when they play this
0: yeah they, it kills
1: it literally kills you
0: yeah anecdotally anyways Um gonna throw the old text stacks That it couldn't be less relevant mm-hmm. new text is three mana zero two relic with ability destroy a creature with three or less health then remove one durability from this relic
1: so three mana two blight bombs whenever you want
0: yeah um yeah seems really really good
1: yeah just just, just a good card
0: three mana to destroy two things later yeah seems really really good yeah
1: like really solid value. Yeah, super good in control death. Unfortunately, you can't play it in aggro death because you already have your relic slot filled with Necroceptor, but really good.
0: Yep, Uh, next up we have Phylactery, uh, which goes from a, (laughs) (laughs) leave the old stats out. Uh, It's now a six mana zero two with ability. Pull a creature from your void to the board, then this relic loses one durability. So I had really hoped we learned our lesson From Raise Dead.
1: Well, no, this is six mana. This is six mana, but it's twice and a little slower. And like this, this is worse than Raise Dead, just in the sense that like your opponent can play it for six, and then you can destroy it for two mana, and then you win. But also like this is gonna be so frustrating. Like you know when your opponent plays a Nefru and they have like twenty seven health, and you're like, great, I'll destroy it. That they get it back when they're ready. Like they, there's there's way too much void interaction right now. Yeah,
0: I mean, like I'm just I mostly was thinking of it in the sense of like, Kopesh is so hard to kill, mm-hmm. and Kopesh can facilitate those inevitable win conditions that we've talked about.
1: Yeah, now this can do it too, but for the cheap.
0: Um, now if you somehow manage to remove that Kopesh, they can just have one of these sitting in the back of their deck, uh, you know, and force you to need two bits of relic
1: removal. Yeah, I don't um, know if you would run both, but I I feel like the longer we keep going through the cards, like it seems like they're really pushing for a budget variant of Board Wipe Death, which means more Board Wipe Death like in everybody's life, which I think is a bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah, and if anything will make the current, you know, $4000 version yeah, of Board Wipe Death even better. Um, which is, again, just something from, you know, I pop in the Balance channel, I read it all, I comment here and there, and uh, sentiment seems to be board wipe death is too good and not fun to play against. So uh, interesting direction that they're taking with these uh, changes there. Well, maybe it'll be more fun if you can
1: play it for cheaper, and it's less good. I think it'll be more frustrating when a whole bunch of free-to-play players just go like, oh, look, there's a deck that's just a better version of mine if only I had thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wish they fixed Apocalypse now, and they had the chance. But they still can. They can fix whatever they want. Maybe. Um, I don't want to sound like a broken record, though. So let's move on to some final minor changes in the Death Domain. We have Bombfly, no longer a wild creature. Now it's a Nether. Makes a big sense. Uh, Living container. Uh, now uh, I can't tell what the difference is. To they be just honest. cleaned up the text. Oh, that's it. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Cool. And uh, same thing with Dust to Dust. Some text cleanup there. Um, so yeah, all in all. Um, Little uh, nervous about a uh, death. Hope uh, some of these, you know, hope some of these decisions can be reverted before these things get launched on the main branch.
1: Uh, which is super possible. Like this, all this information we have is really old. It's like super similar to the God power changes. Everything we talk about should be taken with a grain of salt. It could be totally different than what we're reading now.
0: Yep. But uh, all we have to go off is uh, this Reddit post. So um, that's yeah, what we're doing. Yeah fingers crossed and um if hearing about this concerns you in any way again balance or feedback i would uh, let them know sooner rather than later next up on the list we have war uh so let's start out with some neutral creatures turned, turned war creatures quite a few in this bucket starting off with battle bard a one mana 2-2 two, two now a one mana 2-2 two, two viking with Roar, give a friendly Viking plus two strength. Uh, it could be pretty solid in all out Viking aggro, uh, which they do seem to be pushing. We'll get to a few more changes in a second. Uh, next up, we have Trial Spirit, which, uh, you know, no longer a neutral staple. Now it's a war card. No longer a 1 3, now it's a 2 2, with the same uh, Roar effect there. So, uh, you yeah. know. Just bad, valid dancer. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, it does cost half as much as Fela there. there. Um, I don't know. One mana, two, two. No, uh, this seems pretty decent. Give a friendly creature plus one health. That seems really solid. Uh, again, in pretty much any aggro war deck, I could see two of those making their way in. Um, if you're looking to buff attack, we have Inspirator, uh, which is no longer a one, one. It's now a three, two. And it's no longer a vanilla creature. It's now an Olympian. So uh, you're left with a 2-mana, 3-2. Whenever a creature is summoned, give it plus 1 strength. Friendly creature. Um, I don't know. Seems, like, decent enough. Seems better than Balthazar. I don't think it's good enough to see play, though.
1: Yeah, but maybe in in a budget deck, its stats are decent. And if it lives, it's kind of good. Yeah, maybe.
0: I don't know. And we see it next to this next one. Uh, Viking War Maiden. Formerly a 2-mana, 3-1 neutral Viking that summoned a 1-1 on Roar. It's now a war card, and it's a three-two, so uh, you're, it's a two mana four-three stats. Yeah, same two bodies board on board. with No downside. Yeah, that's um, and a, and you know a great tribe for uh you mm-hmm. know buffs and uh, synergy's sake seems really really strong.
1: Like Bonded Warrior used to see a lot of play, and this is just bigger Bonded Warrior with that's arguably true. a better tribe.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Um, it seems pretty it, good. It gives you an out of its misery candidate on the roar. Yeah, this seems really really solid. I think this will see play. Um, another Viking moving over to the war domain. We have uh, Viking Bloodguard, which has seen its name, name changed to just Bloodguard. It's yeah. still a Viking.
1: Viking didn't test well in the focus groups. Yeah, for Bloodguard sure. Bloodguard was really cool, though. Uh,
0: and it's seen its strength changed from two to three. So you're left with a three mana, three, two Viking that drops two one, one Vikings on Afterlife. Uh, so, you know, we have the War Maiden on two mana to split wide. We have Bloodguard on three mana. To uh, you know, create a sticky board there. And again, just as far as like value for mana cost, Viking War Maiden, you're getting a four three stats for two mana. Viking Bloodguard, you're getting a five four stats for three mana.
1: And you're getting lots yeah. of Viking bodies for like Viking synergies.
0: For sure, yeah. Where like, there's
1: any buff card, like Bloodguard isn't like the flashiest card, but it's like if you're a Viking deck, it's like it's really exactly what you want. It's a Viking that makes more Vikings and it's harder to move them all at one time.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I think that'll. I think that'll probably see play.
1: If, if like Viking synergy is good, then like that's a like a super easy no brainer to throw onto the deck.
0: For sure. Um, next up, we have another seemingly overstated creature in Viking Outrider. It is now Valknir Outrider. Uh, it's now a war card. I can
1: been testable on the focus groups.
0: <laughs> and instead of a uh, three mana four three, it is now a three mana five
1: three. Neat. Seems good. Yeah, it got better. Yeah. I don't know if it sees any play.
0: I don't think so. But um, you know, it still dies to three twos with protected, which yeah,
1: or war has
0: an abundance. But um yeah, definitely better. Uh here's one that I think this may uh, uh come into play in Highland Defender. Uh formerly a four mana four three, some uh, with uh, uh front frontline and oh no, I'm sorry, he let me have start front
1: line. Over. He makes a one one with frontline.
0: Hey guys, up next is Highland Defender which used to be a 4-mana four 4-3 four, Viking with Roar, summon a 1-1 one, one with Frontline. Now it's a 5-3, summon a 1-1 one, one with Frontline. Uh, you know, one more mana, you get that extra 1-1 with Frontline to protect your, you know, low health, high attack thing. Um, you know, budget aggro war is yeah, not bad. looking
1: really solid. Yeah, it's just, it just more of the same where it's just like a decent Viking creature that makes multiple creatures. Like you're just filling your board up and it's, it's going to be hard to continue to remove that. For
0: sure. And uh, once you have a bunch of little critters, you're going to be looking for buffs. And uh, luckily, luckily for you, next up, we have Traveling Bard. Uh seen its stats raised from 3-2 to 3-3, and still gives a friendly creature plus 2, plus 1 on Roar.
1: Yeah, but not random anymore.
0: Not random, yeah. You get to stick it where you want. But not um, on
1: himself. Yeah. Uh, does it say other, oh, or can you pick himself? It
0: says to one of your creatures. So. Yeah, so I guess
1: you can pick himself now.
0: Yeah, perhaps. I don't know.
1: Either way, it's a, it's a pretty big buff.
0: Yeah, I would say. I'm not sure if it'll see play same as, um, you know, a four mana war has uh, another round. A lot of uh, really solid stuff to do. But again, for the budget aggro war player, it's uh, definitely
1: not a bad card. You it's should be pretty Super stoked. decent. If it was a Viking, it'd be game over.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Uh, next up, we have a neutral staple uh, from back in the day in Helion Blademaster. Six mana, five, five guild creature. With Ward and Roar draw card, yep. it's now an Aether and a War card. Yep. Interesting. I mean, War doesn't have access to a lot of card draw, so you know. but it already had access to this and didn't play it. I don't think Aether versus Guild puts it over the top.
1: Nope. Um, it, it really just took a card draw option away from everybody else. That, yeah. was, that was the big impact of that one.
0: It seems to be... Uh, yeah, that, that is what it feels like for sure. <laughs> Next up, we have Minotaur Phalanx. Uh, another neutral free to play player staple. I feel like uh, this saw a lot of play in you know those restricted format tournaments where yeah, it was like only like, core. Like or, new uh,
1: players always seem to gravitate towards like control frontline magic. Yeah. Where, like this is always a staple, in that not anymore.
0: Not anymore, and it's no longer a wild creature. It's now an Olympian. Uh, it's no longer a six mana four eight with front line. It's now a six mana six seven. So uh, that's a pretty solid stat line for a uh, six mana frontline creature. Um, yeah, I mean, war is spoilt for choice in the six mana slot, so...
1: Yeah, it's another scenario where, like, if it's a budget deck, maybe you throw it in. If it's not a budget deck, then you, you keep running your kisses and your anuses. Yep, agreed.
0: Uh, and last but certainly not least, we have Veteran Cataphract.
1: Oh yeah, this is a big one.
0: For sure. Uh, so, the previous iteration was a seven mana, six, six, with roar, give a friendly creature, plus three, plus three. It's now an Olympian, Great. and it's now a 5-mana 3-3 three, three with Roar, give plus 3, plus 2 to a friendly creature. That card's good. That card is good. That, that is good. a big buff.
1: Yeah, big buff. Like, obviously, 5-mana is way different from 7-mana. That's so many turns earlier, and, like, uh, there's so many 3-mana war cards that have protected, and you can just pip into this the turn after and buff them up. Like, this card's really good. For sure. So that's a lot of stats for 5-mana.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think like there are some decks that run like red fume serum. Um I would pick this over that yeah, every you, time.
1: Yeah, I think you'd much rather. Like it's a much smaller buff, but it's also a creature. Yeah. This is this is a, this is a good card.
0: Agreed wholeheartedly. Yeah. Nice little uh, top end tool there. Um and yeah, and the Olympian tag in war is uh it
1: could be relevant.
0: Yeah, it's it's not nothing.
1: Yeah, war has like some Olympian synergies. They haven't been relevant in like quite a long time, but they exist.
0: Yeah, and there are some neutral Olympian cards that uh, saw some buffage there, so maybe there's something to explore there. Who knows? Um, but that is it for uh, the changes to war cards. The and, neutral uh, cards
1: going to war cards.
0: Oh, the neutral cards going to war cards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, now so we we're on to have... the
1: real war cards that have just changed.
0: Oh, man, I thought we were done with this episode. All right. I'm close. <laughs> One more section, and first up, we have Tamed Mammoth. Uh, which has had the viking tag added to it, and its text has been changed from after a friendly creature takes damage and survives, this creature gets plus one strength. Now it's just after a friendly creature takes damage, it gets plus one
1: strength. This got so much better. Yeah, big buff. So much better. Great tribal tag the, the a big downside was having to survive everything takes damage like that's a that's a big change
0: for sure yeah you can play this on four make a couple of mutual trades and you're you'll end up with an overstatted four mana creature with upside mm-hmm. and a nice tag that uh we've seen a lot of uh buff cards added to the mix so
1: and just the existing buff cards they they cost four five six mana that's right around the time you're trying to play the tamed mammoth
0: for sure yep i agree wholeheartedly i think this uh i think this makes its way into a couple of uh mid-range leaning aggro war Mm. lists uh next up we have auric mage
1: i like this change
0: (laughs) formerly a six mana four five mystic with leech and roar deal one damage to each creature now it is a six mana six seven with roar deal one damage to each creature no longer has leech uh it's no longer that old version with like an ability and backline and all that stuff um you know just uh little AoE when it comes down, and it's a 6-mana six 6-7. Six, no front line or nothing. Um, I think it obviously got a lot worse than yeah, its current iteration. I, I don't think
1: it sees play anymore, but I think War had way too much to Leech.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's definitely a good thing overall. Um, yeah, the abundance of Leech that War had available to it, combined with you know the copious amounts of Protected and Blitz, it just, yeah, it was too it was much. was a lot to overcome. For sure. This will definitely weaken it in that area. Uh, And similarly, next up we have Hector, Prince of Troy.
1: Wait, Asterius got buffed, so Hector got buffed as well, right? (laughs) It's only fair.
0: (laughs) So it did. It got buffed from a 6-6 to a 7-7.
1: Okay. And it gets armor? but. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: its text has been changed from Roar, if any creatures in your void have Blitz, Flank, Frontline, Leech, Protected Twin Strike, or Ward, this creature gains those abilities, so in practice what you were hoping for was a 7 mana 6-6 with Blitz Frontline, Protected Twin Strike, and Leech
1: all the fixings
0: now, it can only get Blitz Protected, Twin Strike, or Ward, so 3 of the 4, uh Fairly above average. Three of the five big ones are still there in Blitz, Protected, and Twin Strike, but it loses the Frontline and the
1: Ward. And the so, losing the Leech. Or the Leech, ward. rather. Leech, Yeah, absolutely. but the Leech is the big one. That's for what, sure. 100 like, it, It's still a really good card, as it is right now. It's still a two-for-one. But before, it was a two-for-one that also healed you for at least 12.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> the, the healing was just sure. way too much. For sure. 100%. Yeah, they already have uh, Demogorgon in the seven-mana
1: slot. Man, this card by no means got bad. It's still really good. It's still a two-for-one.
0: For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely great card. Just taken away... Yeah, you're the... not
1: going to concede and roll your eyes and take an hour-long break after your opponent plays Hector anymore, though, which is really great for the game.
0: That's that's a great way of, I couldn't have said it better myself. On that note, uh, let's move on to Grendel, Night Terror. Uh, this picked up the Nether Tag, which, <laughs> in War, I just think is kind of funny. I think it's um, just,
1: yeah, the, the mythology... Maybe. wolf.
0: Can't attest to that, but I trust your judgment. Um, it's no longer an 8-mana 6-6. Six, six. It's now a 6-mana 4-4 four, four with Blitz protected, and after this creature attacks, it becomes protected.
1: So it no longer needs to attack a creature to get protected, but it also loses the Twin Strike.
0: For sure. Yep. Um, so, so Still I- really good. Yeah, I would say just like really solid. Probably um, sees
1: considerably more play than does now, just because it's so much easier to justify six drops and eight drops.
0: For sure, this just this strikes me as a budget verni- version of Anus yep, that you exactly. can run alongside Anus if you'd like to. Yep. Um. So, yeah, really solid. Another excellent choice for war in the six mana slot, along with Hirticus and Anus, and um, and even uh, the newer one, not Euclid. What's the
1: I don't know. You know the one we're Soul talking Survivor. about. Soul Survivor. No, it's the, That's a great... Einar, Einar,
0: Einar, Einar, Einar,
1: Einar. Oh, yeah, you got We don't it. talk about him anymore.
0: Yeah, either way. On to the um, spells. <laughs> that's it for uh, the War Creatures there. Um, I like I like the changes. On the aggregate, I like the changes, giving them some more tempo-oriented mm-hmm. tools. Yeah, I, I like all taking those changes away so far. Their insane amounts of leech. Um, next up, we have uh, one spell that we've already seen the change implemented on the main beta branch, and that is Avalanche Strike. Two mana, deal two damage to a creature. If you have a Relic equipped, deal four
1: instead. Which is misleading, because it's not deal four to whatever you want. It's deal four to a creature.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, that said, the, uh, it says the text change is deal two damage. If you have a Relic equipped, deal four instead. And I believe that's the current iteration in-game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. So that's a little confusing there, the way this is worded. But um, either way, I like it a lot better than its old version of uh, two-mana kill anything you want as long as it doesn't have war to protect it. Yeah. But now we're on
1: to the big spell change, proposed spell change.
0: Yes, Carnage Sweep. Uh, war staple since I've started playing, if you plan on going you know, to six or seven mana. One of the best um,
1: AoE spells in the whole game. Agreed.
0: Um, it is no longer a five-mana spell. Uh, wait a minute, it is. No, it, is. it says it is. Change, change from, from 6 five. to 5.
1: Yeah, there there was a proposed change where it was going to be a 6-mana card, but then they went back on it. It, it doesn't matter. It's a 5-mana card. Um, it no longer deals 2 damage, or if you have a relic equipped, it destroys everything. Now you destroy your relic, and you deal your relic's attack damage to all creatures. Oh. Yeah, that is wildly different. Yeah, it's way worse. The, so much worse. The biggest issue is before, if you didn't have a relic, it was just, you know, like a crystal rain. Now, if you don't have a relic, it's nothing. It yeah. doesn't do anything if you don't have a relic.
0: For sure. And it's... instead of having like a one-one relic, destroy everything. No, you need to throw it, away a good it's...
1: relic. Yeah, you th- yeah,
0: or it... like whetstone relic, <laughs> whetstone carnage sweep. No, it becomes something along playable. those lines. Yeah. It's
1: really, really bad.
0: This might as well be gone.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, War does not like they have Soul Survivor now, but like that's their only AOE. Besides like little one mana deal one damage to everything, it's like bar fights.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, I think they think like they're seeming to be leaning in the direction of play creatures, buff creatures, control with relics and blitz.
0: Yeah. They I don't mean, really
1: want to have the control options. And they're getting rid of a lot of the leech. It seems like they're pushing for aggressive mid range war with those aforementioned creatures and relics.
0: Yeah. I, I I hate to say it, but it kinda seems like war is light now.
1: Yes. You don't let them stick creatures. They have no AOE. They have no comeback mechanic. Well, like, maybe. Like, this the relics we're going to talk about have combat mechanics.
0: For sure, yeah, and they do have blitz to recapture tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe marginally worse in capturing the board and, you know, capitalizing on it than light, but the point stands in that, like, you can no maybe. longer let them let let them stick creatures. And they capitalize uh, on
1: it similarly to light. They don't have the AoE buffs that light does, but they have the individual buffs.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I have a feeling they're going to play very similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: yeah, I, I
0: I don't know. I think the I think the game might be healthier overall for it. Um, well, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. But yeah, you did say we have a couple of relics that saw some changes. Uh, Devouring Blade. Uh, I'll leave the old stats out because uh, no longer relevant. It's now a four mana four one with God Blitz and Afterlife destroy a random creature. Um, so that can still be a friendly creature. Uh, you obviously wouldn't play it and attack with it if you had a friendly creature worth saving um but yeah i mean i I know you i know you said you think this got like insanely
1: good it just got Um, it got way better i think um, yeah you probably play this in a lot of different more decks mainly control ones yeah just because like you know it's a two for one you play it for four mana you trade into something and then you kill a second thing yeah so if you're a control deck it's great if like if you're in, like, a a true blue, like, face deck where you don't care about your board state, you're only god-powering and using relics, also great. You know, go face, kill one of your creatures. I don't think that's very likely to exist. That's another scenario where it would work. But for a control tool, I think it's really good now.
0: For sure, yeah, way better than its old iteration. Um, Yeah, and, yeah, Control War lost a tool in Carnage Sweep and gained a new one in Devouring Blade. So, um, also, it works well in conjunction with carnage sweep with the
1: buffed attack there mm. um
0: yeah last up we have Ares Runeblade, blade
1: yeah which is the, you know, uh, following the theme of getting rid of the leech effect
0: yeah thank goodness uh before it was a eight mana relic five two with god blitz and whenever you attack deal two damage to each creature and heal your god for the damage done now it still has god blitz but after you attack it just deals two damage to each enemy creature and that's any character Enemy so character, oh, their face. oh, so could yeah, but none of your own stuff anymore. Which
1: it used to hit your own face and it used to hit your own creatures.
0: Interesting. So they almost want this to be like a, like a top end of uh, you know mid range deck, but it's eight mana. I don't know. If... It
1: it yeah, it's eight mana for a relic. So you get to go face once for five, deal some AOE, and then it might get removed for two mana, and then you have to concede and break your keyboard.
0: <laughs> Budget version of Avatar of War. Mm-hmm. Um, you know maybe less so now without the heels. Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah, that card exists as it does now. Um we have some uh, minor changes to some war cards as well, mostly picking up tribal tags. Uh Tartessian Improviser picked up the Olympian tag, Belligerent Warlock picked up the Olympian tag, Tavern Brawler picked up the Viking tag, which I think yeah, is a pretty big deal. Biggest uh biggest deal out of all of these. Uh Warmonger Smith picking up the Olympian tag could be nice, you know, just yeah. a little cherry on top to all an already the Viking great card. Fans are-
1: devastated he became an olympian not a viking
0: yeah i guess that's fair um you know you can't you can't give everything to vikings though so i do kind of like this uh, going to the olympians way and um i think the biggest bummer for warmonger smith is it's no longer just a better skeleton heavy it's completely different
1: yeah you can't <laughs> compare it anymore now it's hard to explain what it does yeah. don't change skeleton heavy yeah it doesn't need to happen <laughs>
0: Oh man,
1: Trojan Battle Mage also an Olympian.
0: Yep, and oh, no and its longer game changed. No longer Trojan Battle Mage. Now Tartessian Battle Mage. Yeah,
1: Trojan didn't test well in the focus groups either. It's like Viking. for sure. Hurts your ears. Yeah. Ugh.
0: <laughs> so that's it for war there. Um, yeah, some really notable changes here. Uh, definitely some themes that are pretty easy to identify in removing their ability to heal and uh, giving them a couple of extra tools uh, to maintain tempo. Uh, You know, pulling some of the uh, legendaries more uh, in line with other core legendaries. And um, yeah, I really, really like the overall changes to war. You you agree?
1: Yeah, the war changes feel the best. Like uh, the death changes, a lot of like screwing around with the void, which I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, Light changes, they all make sense. It's, oh, they're buffing creatures in the early and mid game. No way. (laughs) Um, So like, that's fine. These are all changes I really like, though. War definitely had way too much leech.
0: Yeah, and just, like, I think too much going for it in general, and this kind of uh, narrows the scope of what war can accomplish mm-hmm. without really harming their ability to
1: accomplish what they're good at. Yeah, So um, unless you thought they were good at control war, in which case they lost Karn sweep and it's gone.
0: Yeah, for sure. I have to rethink something there. Um, yeah, but that is it for uh, this first part of the Core Set Refresh breakdown. Uh, we're going to move right on to recording part two here. So uh, keep an ear out for that. And uh yeah, looking forward to getting through the rest of these changes. Let's uh spin up some Lil' Link and uh we will see you shortly. I hope so see you in night. Night. Things are so bright for you. I hope that is healing. You. you bring so much fun too. I'm so excited for you. Things are so bright for you. I hope that it's you true you, you bring so much fortitude,
1: I'm so excited for you.